Recording from the Ethel Studios, this is Craigie Too Crunk, and you listen to the Talking Small Podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have something beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, you talk about you? Big butthole blast. Harley, that's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the ratings. Soups only, dude? Oh, if we're talking like broccoli cheddar soup, dude. Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters. I'm in love with the stripper. Oh, Grandma, it's when guys send Danielle dick pics. So I was younger than her when I was beaten off to it. <laughs> Hashtag statutory beat all. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. This is a very special one with a guest we've wanted to have on for a very long time. Jeremy Sager. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Pleasure's all ours, for sure. Uh, also joining us is we got uh, Chrissy T., who made a strong comeback in his last pod, actually did some good work. He's been working on some Coupe de Ville for about an hour and a half. This is such a backhanded compliment, telling me I'm making a comeback. Sad thing is, it's going to take him three days to finish this meal. Uh, we also, in the background, you may hear him, uh, Shanker's here. He, uh, he's the one that started the timer on Chris. I imagine he's got to be close to an hour on how long it's taken him to eat the Coupe. Hour 15 minutes since he started eating, and he's still eating right now. And how many wings have you ate for him? One. <laughs> okay, out of how many? 24. Oh, you have you have 24 wings? Yeah, but I'm saving some of them for dinner this week. Oh, shit. This week. All right. So, first of all, we, want to, uh, we had a couple of viewer questions that we got here. We also want to get some background on you, Jeremy. So, uh, why don't you just, you know, tell us a little about yourself. Oh, well, you know, work for Waffle House. Uh, I know, crazy. Nobody else in this world thinks that Waffle House is a good place to work, and it really isn't. Uh, heard, Jeremy, <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off, but before you introduce yourself further, I've heard Waffle House just has such great opportunity chances. Oh, the opportunity chances are so great. It's just phenomenal. Um, I, I manage six stores in New Orleans. Um, been with the company for four years and deal with bullshit every day. What's your uh, what's your favorite thing to get on the menu? Oh man, I change it up. Uh, I can't just eat the same thing every day, but always my go-to: four eggs and four sausage patties. <laughs> it's always a go-to. How do you like your eggs in that scenario? In that scenario, I like them scrambled. You see, I'm not picky with them, but the reason why you got to get them scrambled, you got to get some egg, you got to get it on some sausage. You always put a little bit of ketchup on that too. Oh God, this sounds like a heart attack. Why don't you explain to the listeners your uh, what honey boo-boo food is, the meal that you created at Waffle House, yet they won't put it on the menu. Okay, that's actually a good idea. It's pretty damn good, too. That's why it's honey boo-boo food, because it gives people fat, one, and two, you're going to eat all of it because it's so damn good. Get a bowl of grits, put a slice of cheese, put one egg over medium on top of it, and then cover it all in sausage gravy. You mix it all together in the bowl? Mix it all together. Honey boo-boo food. Where'd you come up with the uh, this concoction? You know, just after eating all these things just throughout the times I've been in Waffle House, you got to switch it up. So might as well do it big and put it all together. They experiment in the kitchen at Waffle House. We do. What's the cleanliness factor in the kitchen at Waffle House? <coughs> Surprisingly, Waffle House is, for being 24-7, 
company is relatively clean. Uh, we have health inspectors come in just like anywhere else, and um, I've never had any issues with any of my stores. Um, but, you know, it makes you think. You go into a Waffle House, and you walk in, and you see everybody cooking, everybody working. You know, it makes you wonder what goes on in all these other restaurants that you can't see what's going on in the kitchen. How dirty is it? You know, you, you have no idea. So for the most part, we do a really good job of keeping it clean. That's good. What's your favorite part about working at Waffle House? Can I take a guess? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's got to be firing people, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. That It makes the day go by quicker. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's... You know, I think that's something that I enjoy about it is not every day is the same. There's something always different going on, always some kind of issue that I got to go deal with. And uh, a lot of times that is firing people. <laughs> How'd How many, you, uh, no, go ahead, Chris. How many people do you think you've fired since you started working for Waffle House? Oh, God. Just take a guess. 75. Ooh, fuck. He's almost in the triple digits in four <laughs> short years. Well, yes. Most of the time, people fire themselves. And what I mean by that is, one, they just won't show up, and then they'll come back and they'll say, when I'm on the schedule again, I'll just simply tell them, you're not on the schedule, you're done. <laughs> those, are, those are the easy fires. Those are, it is what it is. That's, that's part of the 75. But as far as me actually getting pissed off at somebody and telling them you're fired, that's probably about 30. Do you ever uh, do you ever give an employee a second chance if they screw up? I have, yes. Wow. Has an employee ever ripped off their Waffle House uniform, thrown it in your face, and said, "I quit"? No, nah, I've never had that. But actually, two weeks ago, I was at my store in Chalmette, and uh, this cook walked in an hour late, and he had a full goatee, and we had a clean shave policy, and I wrote this guy up, and. I said, Robert, come over here. I need you to sign this write-up for him. You know our policy. And he says, what do you write me up for? And I told him, dude, you have this goatee on your face. And he says, I'll tell you what. You could take that write-up. You could shove it up your ass. I immediately just started laughing. And I said, dude, I'll tell you what. That was good, but you got to get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> well, why do they have a clean-shaven policy? I, I, that doesn't – I mean, is it, I don't get that. I don't either. I mean, I guess I – it's, it's one of those things you can't understand because you're around food and all that, but at the same point, you go to all these five-star restaurants, and Waffle House clearly is not a five-star restaurant. And Don't tell that to UJ. Nobody cares about UJ in this situation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all these waiters and stuff will have full-blown beards, and I don't have an issue with it, but unfortunately the people that write my checks don't allow it, so i got to abide by the rules. You, uh, you know how the Yankees, your favorite baseball team, has a clean-shaven policy? Correct. So would it be safe to make the comparison that Waffle House is the Yankees of you know the what? industry? That's actually fair assessment. That, that's, that's very accurate because just like the Yankees Waffle House, you're allowed to have a mustache. That's hey, it. There we go. The, the Yankees don't let you do a beard. Not a beard, but you can have a mustache. Huh. Who does that make you? George Steinbrenner? No, nah, I'm not quite George Steinbrenner. I say I'm Joe Girardi. Not I'm the coach, but not. I'm not the... I'm not the uh, GM, not the CEO, not any of that. What's it going to take to get you to be Cashman level? I hope I'm never at Cashman level. I don't want to deal with that. It's too, it's, it's too much crap. At that point, I'd have to move to A-Town, and I don't want to do that. Oh, Hotland is where y'all are? Uh... Hotland is the corporate office. This is where the corporate office is based out of. 
Oh, okay. So you're a man of the people. You want to be individual restaurants, hiring and firing. Yeah. Well, a lot of these people that work in the corporate office, too, other than the CEO, CFO, all them, you know, people that just work at the corporate office don't really make that much. I actually probably make more than three-quarters of the people that work in the corporate office. Is that because you're uh, high firing rates? Uh, they yeah. pay you per head? <laughs> uh, no, but you know, sometimes you got to make these decisions to help my paycheck get better. If they're not helping my business, I don't care if they think they're the best thing in the world. If they're not helping me and my paycheck, they're gone. Which, uh, at Craigie2Crunk, uh, wants to know what firing has been your favorite? All the time. Now you don't have to get too specific with names or anything, but just you know, give us the, give us the scenario. Tell us uh, tell us how you celebrated after the fact too. I have I have a few of them that really stand out, but probably my favorite one. You can tell multiples here. We are the Talking Small Podcast. We're sponsored by Coop Deville, Hammond, Louisiana. Check it out. Chris Chris loves there. He's dabbled in the weight staff a little bit, male and female. Uh, more like a lot of it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm going to I'm going to throw two of them out there. Uh, there's this one chick that uh, she she just showed up late. She had an attitude. She just clearly <laughs> didn't want to be at work. And uh, I was in a I was having a horrible day, so I was already pissed off, and I wasn't going to put up with any of her crap. And what uh, what position was she? She was a waitress. She was a waitress. She, she was a waitress. Okay. And. Uh, she just uh, we this was on a Sunday I remember we normally pay people at two o'clock in the afternoon, and she kept on coming up to me throughout the day. I'm ready to leave. I'm ready to get my paycheck and go. Like no, you're gonna wait until two o'clock like everybody else. Anyways, she finally got on my last nerve about twelve o'clock. She came up to me once again. I want my paycheck. I want to go home. I said, I'll tell you what, what's your favorite Monopoly piece? <laughs> she goes, what? She goes, what's your favorite Monopoly piece? She goes, I don't know. And I go, well, I hope it's the boot because you're out of here. <laughs> so. Now, when you tell her this, I mean, working like as a waitress at Waffle House is probably not like, you, you know, your ultimate career goal. So are these people like crying when you do this to them? Or are they, uh, are they like sad? Do they try to tell you about their family and how this is going to impact them? Some, sometimes they do. And, you know. Sometimes you kind of feel for them, but in a situation like that, I don't care. This is what I tell people all the time when, I, when it comes to firing people or if I have to discipline them. And <clears throat> even though I don't really have a family, I'll tell them, I'm sorry, but my, my family is more important to me than yours is to me. Okay. That's, that's what I say to them. Do you, do you think you enjoy firing people? Do you think you enjoy it more than Donald Trump? And do you think you're better at it? No, you see, Donald Trump is build that fucking wall incredible you know <laughs> he, he 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 has it down to an art he wrote the art of the deal so you know for christ's sake this guy knows what he's doing and when it comes to firing people he has the experience uh he probably doesn't have the experience i think i'm getting more knowledge at an earlier age than him but uh i mean that that, that guy's probably just unbelievable with it if i would ever want to get fired by somebody it'd be him or vince mcmahon and i'd be perfectly happy with it would, so you take a sh would you take a sh chair shot right after they fired you? Oh, I'd sell the shit out of it, too. <laughs> Explain to the listeners what selling a chair shot means for those that may not be wrestling fans. So whenever you sell a chair shot, you don't just get hit in the head and you just fall down. That's, that's cheap. So 
Nor whenever you get hit, you don't just fall, you fly back. You sell the fact that you're getting hit, and this thing is the most painful thing in the world that's ever happened. The hardest hitting thing that's ever hit your head. You just got to make it seem like, man, that guy's going through some torture right now. When in all reality, it might not be all that bad, but it's got to go, it's got to look good for the people. Just a, just an update since we're live periscoping right now. Chris is on his uh, second wing, I think, since we started this pod. <laughs> it, we're uh, we got a very good view of how you're uh, you're watching, and we still have one person watching. So you know that's oh, that means we lost <laughs> two though. That's good stuff. Well, hey, they pop in and out. You know these bots. He's he's averaging about thirty three chews per bite. <laughs> it's probably Knobloch watching. It might be. It might be. You know, Shout out to Chef Pringles. Yeah, Chef Pringles ain't, couldn't make it. Uh, got a little too... Uh, mm, he was on those gray skies yeah. this morning. Oh, that, that ooh-wee couldn't make it here. All right, so that was the first one. You, the Monopoly gave the boot. Did you mm-hmm. just throw her a paycheck at her, or did she have to hang around till 2 o'clock to wait for a paycheck? No, I made, her hang around, I made her hang around till 2 o'clock. I, if, I wasn't going to go out of my way to help this chick anymore. I was going to make her wait and make her day more miserable. So after she gets fired at noon, she just hangs out for two hours. Do you give her a beverage, or do you just tell her? No, I, I I actually told her you need to get out of the restaurant and go figure something out, and then you can come back at two o'clock. So that's what she did. And obviously, after I said to her, "I hope it's the boot because you're out of here," that wasn't it. She gave me an attitude, and then of course <laughs> I, I I didn't stop. I'm, I kind of got no filter at that point, and uh, gave her a little piece of my mind. Why don't you tell us the story? Uh, well, hold on. He's got another firing story. Stop jumping ahead, Chris. Pay attention with your uh, your wing situation. See, you might you might choke if you're in the middle of a, <laughs> middle of a wing. Well, I was gonna request my my personal favorite. Okay. Firing story. Tell us the one. Uh, I don't I don't really know what to call it, but the one that we had the recording of that you called that lady. <laughs> yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I tried to get the recording from. Uh, my boy K Dub, because he's the one that was there and he recorded, but he doesn't have it anymore. Shout out Handjob King of Hammond, Kyle oh, yeah. He's <laughs> definitely the Handjob King of Hammond. Um, this is so we get our overnight crew comes in at about nine at nine p.m. They work nine p.m. till seven a.m. and um, at about eight forty-five. Shanker, you were there that night, huh? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, Shanker was there. Uh, about eight forty-five, this chick calls me. That was supposed to be there. I'm sick. I'm going to the hospital. And I was like, this this is bullshit. So I kept on calling her out on it. So well, why did you think it's bullshit? She's pulled this, I'm going to the hospital before, or you just know she has no insurance and poor and can't afford to go to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, pretty much pretty much the fact she has no insurance, she's poor, and she sucks at life. Um, okay. It's the best way to put it. I deal with the, with the scummiest of the scum every single day. Um but anyway, so this shit calls me at 8.45. I'm sick. I'm not coming into work. And uh, I just called bullshit on her. I said, you know, you don't just get sick automatically 15 minutes before your shift. That doesn't happen. You're call- I'm, I'm calling bullshit on you. You need to be at work. And she says, all right, let me call you back in five minutes. Okay. So sure enough, five minutes. Well, I don't want to cut you off, but if I remember correctly, she says, all right, I'll call you back in five minutes. And Sager in the recording says, all right. If you don't call back in five, I'm going to call back in six. <laughs> I did say that. You're right. And uh, so five minutes later, she called me back. And uh, 
then started going on some more. I can't go in. I'm going to the hospital. I got throw up all over myself. Y'all over here at Waffle House are screwing me over. I'm not getting my paycheck. Blah, 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 blah. I quit. Blah, blah, blah. I said, no, 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 no. You don't quit. You're fired. <laughs> I gave her the Vince McMahon. That felt good, too. That was a good one. <laughs> That's kind of how that went, huh, Shank? Yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. You know, there's something about belittling people that just makes you feel so good about yourself, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I, that's one thing I like. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. Some of the happiest I've ever seen you, Jeremy. You're just such a big smile on your face. <laughs> you got a glow about you when you fire people. I've done a couple of recordings, too, whenever I'll sneak my phone up with a Snapchat or something like that while I'm firing somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had that one Snapchat of that lady that... Uh, Stole like eight dollars from y'all. Yeah, she rung mean, up eighty cents. Well, stole eight dollars. Well, the fact of the matter is, you uh, you stolen. You're fired. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Great Snapchat. I think I have that video somewhere. I don't know where it's at. So, how do you celebrate after you fire? Like a lot of times, I get snaps of you just looking face plain, maybe with a cigarette in your mouth. Well, that's exactly what I do. I'll go outside with a big smile. <laughs> and it's like a cigarette after sex. It's almost as good, but not quite as good. <laughs> Um, Are we sponsored by any cigarette brands uh, today? Uh, no, but I do see that uh, on the Periscope, I think we picked up a couple packs of Marlboros uh, sitting on the... Uh, yeah, there you go, Periscope, get that. You see these right here? These are my real friends. Whenever I don't have anybody around, they're always here for me. <laughs> so um, what other hobbies do you have, Sager? I, I've seen anywhere from, uh, look, skeet shooting uh, to... Charter fishing trips to uh, you know hunting other shit. What's your what's your passions? Hunting, fishing, um, killing small animals. <laughs> That's not really a passion, but they'd kill me if they had the chance, so I kill them <laughs> before they get to me. Um, <clears throat> it's really it. Hunting, fishing, like going to the horse track, betting the donkeys. <laughs> how do you, how do you pick your donkey? It's two Dirt things. Tips. Two things. My boy Dirt. Gives me tips. Dirt's a, uh, he's a uh, interesting character. He, uh, he's owned a horse off and on. He has no money, and I don't know how he gets his money to buy horses and things like that. He gambles all the time, which I understand. Uh, you know, I like gambling, but uh, this guy, Dirt, he's, he's something special. That's for damn sure. I think everybody in here can agree to that. Shanker's eyes lighted up when you said his name. He like scooted in. He's ready to talk. Well, he 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 sends the best Snapchats in the world. He'll always just post up. And the way this guy talks, he goes, hey, 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 "We out here getting fucked up. We at pussy." <laughs> That's just a typical dirt conversation. Well, dirt got a lot of money from uh, the 2015 chicken purge in Iowa, didn't he? Yeah, he did go on a purge in Iowa. I forgot about that. What is a chicken purge? So they had a big chicken. Uh, <clears throat> Millions of chickens got the bird flu yeah. in Iowa, so they had to kill all of these chickens. So th- they hired outside guns to come yeah. in and do this? Yeah. A, they basically brought in migrant workers, Dirt being one of the migrant workers, <laughs> yeah. to come in here and not – well, he didn't slaughter the chickens because they would kill them all by putting them in – they'd freeze them to death. Is what they would do. I thought they put them in an oven. No. God, I would have loved. Something else. I would have loved to have that job. Yeah, it was like a chicken farm, right? They all yeah. get the bird flu. So it was mm-hmm. his job to sanitize everything. So after they killed off all these sick chickens, they could 
put the new ones put the in new there, ones and then the bird flu wouldn't uh, transfer over to the. Well, how'd they find this guy to do that? Just put an application, I guess, and his, he knew somebody that was already in on it. Yeah, he he, okay. he knew somebody that was in on it, so he kind of got a just able to go with that guy. Stop the timer! I finished eating. No, oh, how how far? How long? Uh, hour thirty minutes. Jesus. How many Christ. wings? Uh, well, I threw some away. What'd you like, like eat four? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I had to eat about that was about eleven. Maybe Bullshit. 12. Well, I can go count because there was twenty four in there. Yep, twenty three because I threw it out the window early because it gave me an attitude. All right. Well, Chris goes to count. Who knows how long that can take? Um. So you're fishing charter trips. I saw, I saw that you were in <laughs> Missouri over this uh, historic flooding event doing some fishing with a – looked like you had a gal pal with you. Mm-hmm. What, I, I, what I, was that about? I didn't go fishing up there. We, she's actually big into wakeboarding, so uh, I actually went wakeboarding up there, which was oh. actually not as much of a disaster as I thought it would be. Is uh, she is she from Missouri or is she from down here? Yeah, she's from up there. What, where'd you, where in uh, Missouri? It's a little town called Perry. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of the cornfields up there. Okay. All right. Now, um, from what I understand is while you were up there, you may or may not have sent a dick pic to your buddies. Is that – can you confirm or de- deny? I can't I, confirm or deny. I was really drunk, but if I did, it wouldn't surprise me. I can confirm. <laughs> well, let's confirm that. Yep. So, speaking of dicks uh, – <laughs> Shanker now in here in person, but he's asking for a friend. He said, overall, do girls secretly enjoy being sent a dick pic? And he wants to clarify that he's only asking for a friend. Do they enjoy it? I mean, I think they would. I mean, I enjoy getting titty pics. Who wouldn't? I mean, if if who wouldn't? If you're a female, who wouldn't want to? I mean, dick pic. I, I mean, mean, tits are a little different looking than dicks. Yeah, but I mean, to them, I don't think that my dick's fucking attractive. But somebody, some chicks, obviously do. What's the best reaction you've ever gotten after sending a dick pic? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> is that what she said, or that, yeah, that's, that's just that's, that's, that's what she said? <laughs> what do you think? Oh shit, meant. I think oh shit was a very good reaction. <laughs> um, I mean, you gotta understand, I pleased a black woman for years. <laughs> um, so, Chris, Chris said, uh, "Are there consequences to sending unsolicited dick pics?" And I think you already answered the second part of his question because I thought it re- uh, related to the firing. He also asked, "Do you believe in second chances?" All right, so you see, it's about a game, and you don't just randomly send a chick. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I shouldn't have done this, but you don't randomly send a chick a dick pic. You got to get them to ask for one, because I think if they ask for it, and then you send it, then you're okay. Have you ever sent an unsolicited one? Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> How'd that go? I guess. I think it went fine. I mean, I'm... I didn't have any police officers knocking on my door about anything, so I don't think I got in any kind of trouble. You can get police coming at you for sending unsolicited dick pics. I I, so, so I, I don't know, but I would think you could. Chris, you're you're the lawyer. What do you think? If she's underage, then you might get in trouble for it. I haven't had Chris Hansen knocking on my door, so I think I'm all right so far. <laughs> do you 
feel like sending dick pics have taken your relationship to any of these girls to the next level? Nah, uh, <clears throat> not the ones I've met on Tinder. I'm just in it for one thing and one thing only. Like, clearly, if I'm gonna, if somebody's messaging me, I'm just trying to get one thing out of it. That that's what I was referring to as the next level. So have no, they like seen have they seen your dick? <clears throat> and before you hadn't got to you know slam out with them, and then after seeing your dick, they you know invite you over and. Of course. Okay. Right. <laughs> I got a question. <laughs> I got a question. Hey, idiot. <laughs> What's the matter with you, <laughs> dummy? What question is that? Hey, I, I don't know. I was asking for a friend. Don't worry about it. I got a question. Is taking a dick pic, like a good one, a quality one that a chick's going to respond with, oh, shit, is that, oh, is that natural talent, ability? Is it an art? Is it's, it science? It's, it's, it's all of that that you just said. It's art. It's all about the presentation. It's all about the angle. It's there's a, there's a lot involved in order to take a good dick pic. Explain to us the proper way to frame a dick pic. <laughs> Portrait, landscape, what would what, what I use? No, 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 no filter, no you're, filter. You're obviously trying to make it look as big as possible. Oh yeah. So are you? I'm gonna tell you. You, you me laying t- down? Yes. You, you me tell you the best angle. The best angle is you're laying down. Obviously, your dangus is all erect, <laughs> and it's sitting there. On your stomach, you take it at that angle, looking down. So wait, when you say it's erect, it's like laying back on your belly, or is it like you're pushing it out forward, like no, between your legs? No, it's laying on your belly, and you take it from up here. Other than from straight up and down, take from this way. That way, it's you can't see. You, so all you can see is head girth. Nah, I mean you get it. Once again, it's about the angle. And if you ever go back and you take a picture, you'll see what I mean by the angle. Kind of hard for me to explain it. Does it make the the proper angle makes it look bigger or oh, makes absolute, it look? Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's the so what's the angles you want to avoid? Uh, like if you're standing up and just <laughs> straight at, <laughs> you're standing up or whatnot, just take one up. That, that's kind of a, not the best angle I find. Uh. I, I have really big hands, so if I'm sitting there and I have it in my hand, straight up and down, I mean, nobody can tell how big my hand is. Somebody might think, I mean, I got these, these hands were made for one thing and one thing only. That's catching frogs. But uh, I can attest to that. Is, is Chris taking a Viagra right now? Yeah, he is. Chris is taking a Viagra right now. About to perform these dick pics. That's alive. That's alive on Periscope. This is live on Periscope. <laughs> Just in case I need to take a dick pic later, I want to get ready. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard Viagra used for a dick pic um, uh, enhancement, but uh, I guess I guess that would be the it first. It wouldn't hurt. So, Sager, did you ever see Brett Favre's dick pic? I don't think I did. Oh, okay. I'll, I was going to see if you could rate it. Um, let me think of another celebrity it. that's had Draymond Green. Did you see Draymond Green's dick? Uh-uh. Who? What celebrity dicks have you seen? Did you see Seth Rollins' dick pic? Yeah, that was weak. <laughs> <laughs> that was weak. Um, what was weak about it? Just the angle. And that's weird because he's a wrestler. He's all about angles. <laughs> and and he completely and he completely failed at it, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. I just remember it was pretty uh, pretty bad. Try to think. Now, do you ever work 
the balls into these pictures, or you just you don't yeah, want to send that, or is that just not appealing? You think yeah, you got to send the whole package. What about haircuts? So you make sure you're trimmed up before you do it, or you like to go bushman style? Uh, it depends on if it's somebody that I'm trying to get on Tinder or whatnot, somebody new, then yeah, you trim it up. Uh, if somebody you've been with and you don't give a shit about it, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, so one of the things that I've heard, one of the most epic stories is the uh, time you're in Boston and you ended up waking <laughs> up really, really early in the morning. You were feeling a little, uh, feeling a little down in your luck and you a little uh, pick me up. And you ended up going to a, uh, a, a massage parlor. Uh, you, I, I think I have some holes in that story. Would you like to – is that something you would be okay with sharing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, <clears throat> it was a day that I was supposed to get married, and I found out that the whore bitch was cheating on me. So uh, it didn't work out, and, you know, a couple of friends still had vacation for that time. And we went up to Boston, and we were having a good time. And that morning is June 13th. Uh, we, uh, we, um, everybody was still sleeping really early in the morning, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I just woke up, I was just down, it was the morning I was supposed to get married, so I was just like, man, today's gonna suck, blah, 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 and, uh, thankfully the night before, uh, my buddy's cousin was talking to me about just randomly about rub and tug places <laughs> in Boston, I'm like, you know what, who's, who would never want to get a rub and tug, so... I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is damn going to do it. So I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning after being out all night. and uh, We got back at like 4 in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Woke, woke up at 7 o'clock. Who was on this trip with you? Uh, on the trip, it was myself, Chris, Shanker, and uh, our buddy K-Dub, who lives up there. We stayed with him. Okay. And um, all right. And then who went who went out at the seven o'clock in the morning? Just you? Just me. I only okay. had one thing on my mind. That was <laughs> finding the Asian massage parlor. So I found I got me an Uber and went down to Chinatown in Boston. <clears throat> Why Chinatown? Because that's that's where they all were at. Okay. So it's the Frank- underground rub and tug scene yeah, in Boston so, is Chinatown. So all I right. was looking at reviews on uh on shit, what's the website? Rub Maps. Rub Maps dot com. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it shows you the reviews, and you know, I thought I had the the best reviews was at this place called Fragrance Spa. So it's Yelp for rub and tug massage parlors. Do they have exactly. Do they have a Baton Rouge? Um, oh yeah. Presence? Yeah, I've never been. You never uh, been to Backpage? Yeah, you can find them there. You can find them on on Backpage. I'm talking about uh, Rub Maps. Yeah, you can find them in Baton Rouge. Okay, that's cool. Hey, if you, Craig, if you're listening to this, I think you got yourself a winner here. I'll tell you what, it's worth the investment. I heard Craig has Rub Maps favorited on his uh, desktop. I don't think so. I, don't, I think he'd be broke if he knew where uh, where the good Rub and Tugs were around here. He wouldn't be going to the Penthouse Club uh, every every other night. Rub and Tugs are way cheaper than going to a strip club. All right, so you wake up, you got an Uber, you're in Chinatown, mm-hmm. seven in the morning. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm looking for this place, and I find it, and I go upstairs, and it's one of those uh, very sketchy places that you would go to, and you don't open it because the door's locked. You have to press a uh, doorbell, and they come by, and the, and and, it's, and uh, this little Asian girl opens up the door, and. Uh, so she says, "Come in." So well, we, I thought when you got there, you you were you were 
too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was. I I got there. I probably got to Chinatown around eight o'clock, and apparently fragrance spot didn't open till nine. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I'm sitting here walking around Chinatown in Boston at seven o'clock in the morning, not knowing what the hell's going on. Thankfully, I find a Dunkin' Donuts. I just sit there and drink coffee for about forty five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, so then I go and I ring the doorbell. This little Asian girl opens up the door, and uh, just come in. We go to the counter and. She says, you want a, like, a stress relief massage or a full body massage? And, of course, I say, I want a full body massage. She says, okay, that would be, uh, it's like $80 or something like that. So, fronted her the $80, and we go in, and she says, you can either keep your boxes on or off, and she's out whenever I'm undressed and stuff. So, honestly, I take them off. I'm there for one thing only. I don't give a shit about a massage. <laughs> and I'm really hoping that this is the real deal at this point, and... So yeah. She actually comes back in, and I'm laying down. And are you pinching a tent at this point under the towel or whatever you got on, just anticipation no, of getting the I, tug? I, or I, you I'll, just I'll tell you what, no, because I was nervous. Okay. At the point, I mean, I'm in Chinatown in Boston, not knowing if I'm about to get arrested by police coming in this place or not. Um, knowing it's an underground place. Is it? Is it kind of <laughs> like a? Do they have it like cold in the room, or they got the like the heat on? No, nah, I felt fine. Okay. And uh, optimal temperature for a good hefty boner. Anyway, so the chick actually starts, she gives me a massage, and it's actually not a bad massage. I was pretty pleased with it. And um, then, you know, she's clearly from China or wherever the fuck she was from. Uh, where And she finally turns me over, and she's sitting there talking with me, and Clearly, there's a communication issue between the two of us because I'm not understanding what the hell she's saying. I, she doesn't understand what I say. When you say tur- turns you over, you started on your back? Or? Yeah, I started, on, I started on my stomach, my oh, back stomach. facing okay. her. And so I turn around, and then at this point, I'm starting to get the erection. I'm like, all right, this is going to be it. It's going to be the time. Any time now. So she starts kind of rubbing my chest, and uh, then she just brushes against my dick. She looks at me, and she goes tip and i go yeah i'll tip you <laughs> so uh you know she uh pulls it down and she starts stroking my dick and i made gravy and that was the best time of my fucking trip now so, now she uh she, she just used the massage oil or she went uh yeah. okay yeah. all right just use oil and now it's perfectly okay with that how that much my, did you have to tip her i tipped her 40 bucks I lowballed her. What's an <laughs> what's an average tip for a rubbing tug? Well, I, do you factor in how many sh- pumps she's got to do in order to make you go? Like, if it took like four pumps, oh no, I'm going to tip different than if it took you like four hundred pumps. No, and it didn't take many pumps at all because, like I said, I was there for one thing and one thing only, so I was ready to get it. Um, didn't you say that uh, when you made gravy, she she said, "Oh that? yeah," she goes, "Good." Good, good, good. <laughs> She's saying good the whole time. It was funny. Did she direct it back on you or she shot her? Or? Nah, it went back on me. <laughs> Did she clean it off for you? Yeah, she cleaned it off. What a sweetheart. Yeah, she cleaned it off like a good girl at least. <laughs> shout out, shout so, out to uh, Fragrance Spare. <laughs> Fragrance Spare. They should, they should sponsor the show one day. J-Bone but, should uh, take a stop by uh, Fragrance Spa. Yeah, he's up in Rockland, Mass., pretty close to Boston. But yeah, then I remember after that I got an Uber right back to uh, K Dub's place, and all the all of them were still in bed, and 
I remember I went in and I was in a quite a good mood, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah, I think you even brought his Dunkin' Donuts back or something. <laughs> didn't you? I did something, but it's pretty funny. So at their place here, they uh, on the refrigerator, they had it was the save the date for me and my ex for the wedding, and they cut her out the picture and kept the date. And they and there's now a sign that says "Happiest Day of His Life" because that's the day I got a rub and tug was the day I was supposed to get married. Is that the only rub and tug you've ever gotten? Or have you, uh, now that you've gotten one, have you went back for more? Yeah, I've went back and gotten more. <laughs> uh, addicted. There's Sunflower Spa off Chef Highway in New Orleans. Um, I've been to the Lily Pad. <laughs> uh, Lily Pad was just weird, though. I'm, uh, that was a one and done. I've been to uh, Sunflower Spa a couple times. I haven't been in a while, though. Do you get, this, do you get the same lady every time? Or? Nah, that's kind of the fun thing of They switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to treat a customer. They do. They do. If you look on back pages, uh, underneath the like adult erotic rubs or whatever it is, excuse me, they uh those places always advertise as having new girls in. Mm-hmm. And they do. Uh, so I haven't been in a while, and it, I'm cool with that. I've I've it's been fun. Now, in the middle of this uh in this podcast, it looks like your brother has asked you a question here. He wants to know, would you recommend doubling down on a 12 and a 7? <laughs> no. reason why is because he did that last night, and uh, he kind of screwed me out of a couple of big hands. So you were playing blackjack? Yeah, we were at the slipper till about 4 a.m. this morning. Oh, yeah, I saw um, I saw a snap from there. Yeah. yeah. It's one that I did one with the uh, – with the little pamphlets that say winners know when to quit. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Never quit anything in my damn life. You can't win if you quit, right? That's, that's, what <laughs> that that's no exactly sense. it. Yeah, I got one. Uh, Jeremy, let's talk about your favorite way to uh, get catfish off the hook, if you catch a catfish. I know, you, I know you're a big sportsman. <laughs> so if you catch a catfish, which is a trash fish, and you just want to throw it back, but you got to be careful. It's maybe the viewers don't know. You got to be careful because they got barbs and they'll stick mm-hmm. you. Exactly. So, so what's your what's your most proven tactic to get them off the hook? A couple of tactics that I use, but uh, the one that the one that's the best for me is, um, you know, I'll take a flay knife or a pair of pliers or something that has a sharp end to it, and I'll stab the something bitch right behind the head. Okay. And just pick it up, and that way he's, he's sitting there flapping like an idiot, can't get to me, and I'll just unhook him and uh, throw him back, and uh, he won't live because he's had a very sharp object go through his head. But, you know, I have a bad history with uh, catfish. Do, um, well, how come you just don't keep a glove on your uh, on your boat or something so you put a glove on and it won't stick you? Because it's all about the glory. Harley, that's – Taking it off with a glove, that's no fun. Sager's in it for the fun. <laughs> so, okay. I'm, in it, I'm in it so that the catfish won't get anybody else. <laughs> He's looking out for others. I am. Okay. All right. And he'll be an easy, easy meal for a gar further down. Exactly. You see, I, I'm not, it's, it's helping something else. I've also seen him catch a catfish when we were fishing by a train bridge and swing his line up and smack the catfish on the side of the bridge. And it came right off, and he went right back to fishing. <laughs> I did. And you know what? The catfish probably didn't swim away, and something else probably ate it. So, see, I made, I made everybody ha- happy in that situation. Uh, Jeremy, did you, uh, 
did you know about Chris posting uh, on the Louisiana Sportsman wanting to, uh, <laughs> a fishing buddy? Did you hear anything about this and how much action he got? Yeah, I heard about this, and uh, he was telling me that this guy, uh, Philip, was that his name, Chris? Yeah, Philip. Yeah, that this guy wanted to go fishing with him, and I told Chris to call him up and have it on a three-way phone call, and have him, I'll, I'd be on mute so I didn't ruin it. And this guy sounded like he would take Chris out. And about this, first off, this guy sounded like he's about sixty years old, probably weighs three hundred pounds, and has a big <laughs> beard. And I'm pretty sure that this guy would have taken Chris out in his boat in the middle of the marsh, raped Chris, <laughs> probably murder him afterwards, and we never would have heard from Chris again. It would have been the best fishing trip of my life until the next one. The sad thing is you wouldn't have had a next one. You'd been dead. Philip was going to rape you and then kill you. I forgot Jeremy was on that, that call three-way. We just I just muted him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that trip, uh, update, that trip got canceled. Philip called me. Uh, we were supposed to go on a Friday morning. Philip called me on Thursday and canceled due to the weather. So to be continued. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I've seen Sager... Uh, you know, have his way with the snake as well, and I don't mean I don't mean the snake when he takes dick pics. <laughs> uh, Sigur, why don't you why don't you tell us your uh, <laughs> your favorite instrument to use if you see a snake around your uh, your hunting camp? The four ten judge. Mm. What else are you talking about here? Yeah, that's what I'm mean. yeah. just asking. So you're gonna shoot him with a gun? Yeah, I mean, right. just obliterates him. Oh yeah, it it uh, well we had one. Chris and I went out to my camp uh, about three weeks ago, and we were cutting this tree down that was in the middle of the road, and we were cutting this tree for like 10, 10 minutes or whatnot, making all sorts of noise, and all of a sudden I hear Chris go, oh, shit. And so I jumped back immediately. I hate snakes. Can't stand them. And uh, sure enough, we look underneath, and there's a water moxie just coiled up, probably about two feet away from where, I, where we were just grabbing at, grabbing all these tree limbs, throwing them in the, back in the woods, and... So uh, we both, uh, <clears throat> both of us drew our guns, and on the count of three, we pulled the trigger, and we terminated this contract with life. Is that the one where um, I saw a Snapchat of Chris holding it up and said, <coughs> if you see a snake, you got to use a big stick, well, and, then, and then put, vote Randy Fandy. The Randy Fandy. <laughs> no, that was a different snake, but that was the same trip. But, uh, y- you know, there's one thing that's the most crucial thing you can ever have in the woods, or if you're doing anything in general outside, is a good stick. <laughs> What is a shtick? Well, you could say stick for absolutely anything that you, for anything. Uh, you know, I use it for whenever I play softball. I'm a slow pitch softball uh, <laughs> guru, and uh, won a couple state cha- state championships. What, what's your uh, what's your numbers? My number? Yeah, no, no, no. You're like average. Uh, how you hitting them? Uh, Homers, oh, RBIs. Well, I don't keep track of RBIs because I just don't. But uh, let's see, this season. Uh, in our slow pitch city league tournament, uh, city league, uh, I have five home runs. I'm hitting probably about seven fifty ish, eight hundred ish, but not. So a lot better than a rod. Yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, and I'm not on the juice either. You hit for power. You know, the beauty of it is I can do whatever I want. So <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be cocky, but in slow pitch softball, you have uh, home run limits. And you got to use them in special times because a lot of people can just go up there and hit a home run every single swing. Um, what well, on your rules is it three home runs and then they're an out, or you all get more than that? Four home runs and then an out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got to be smart with it. Uh, 
Can't go up there and just jack solo home runs. That doesn't help the yeah, cause. So you got to have ball. men on base. Mm-hmm. You got to be. You got to be smart when you stick. Yeah, it, exactly. And you know, so whenever you can't get your hot stick to hit a home run, you got to hit hot dots to right field. That's what <laughs> you got to do. What's a hot dot? That's a fud pucker, scud muff, good little line drive. That's what that is. <laughs> now, are you left-handed or how you how you going the you going the other way with these? You just go backside. So I'm playing right. I'm I'm a <laughs> right-handed backside. Hit. Backside. So you just whenever the pitch comes, you just take a step back and you just angle it that way and hit it right over first base. With uh, <laughs> and that takes us to our next sponsored plug. Uh, with the football season coming up, DraftKings is sponsoring us this year and uh, talking about going backside. Carly, what's the code word? A N A L. Put that in, you'll get a two up to two hundred dollar match. Uh, we also have our Louisiana Super Contest coming up now. It's sponsored by the Talking Small Podcast Super Contest. It's hosted on CBS Sports. It, uh, you know, this is a good, good fun. We'll we'll tweet the link out. We'll put it uh put it up there. If you think you can beat us in picking games, hey, let's go five games a week. A little Super Contest action. So Sager, one of the things that I heard about. You know, over red dress red dress run weekend was Chris was kind of outside Lafitte's pirate bar, and he is kind of known gay bait. So what I heard he was doing is he was making the pussy eating lips with the finger and the tongue. The yeah, yeah, do it for the periscope. That's perfect. That's perfect. So was Chris doing that to? steer away gay men to let him know he was eating pussy or was Chris just doing that for no reason at all? Where was this at? Uh, outside Lafitte's bar in the gay part of uh, New Orleans. Shanker can attest to it. Yeah. He was there. He was just doing it because yeah, just there. to do it, really. So he wasn't trying to deter gay guys from hitting on I didn't. I didn't see him get hit on by I, anybody, but he didn't. He only made it. He had to go home at like 11 a.m., I think. <laughs> I think that Chris personally would enjoy a gay guy hitting on him, though. He would. It's a confidence booster, I gotta yeah, tell you. Exactly. I mean, uh, which, you know, I think that's a big reason why he got that regrettable tattoo on his chest is that so that everybody can make confidence about it, good or bad. He's getting he's getting action. I've had I've had men buy me drinks before. Well, a man bought me a drink before. So one time. One time. Was that where was that at? Splash. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when? You, is that the time you lost your wallet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left my credit card and my debit card there. That's funny. What was it like walking back into Splash to pick up your credit card <laughs> the next morning? You know, the next. Well, day? F- for some reason, I had a lot of cash uh, at the house, so I left it there for like a month. So, so, so what was your outfit of choice? What was your outfit of choice when you went back to get your credit card? Did you actually think about it? Or, Good question. Or you know, what'd you do? Uh, I, I think I just had something like I got on now, shorts and a shirt. But when I left it there, it was uh, it was a Halloween party, and I was dressed <laughs> as Macho Man Randy Savage. Ah, Jesus Christ! That's funny. So speaking of wrestling, Sager's a very big wrestling buff. Uh, I, I, we went to uh, we went to WrestleMania together. Um, back when it was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania Thirty, one of yeah. the best manias. Hey. That's when Undertaker lost for the very first time. How'd you take? How'd you take that, Sager? Because I had money on uh, Lesnar. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I didn't know that. Nice, nice, 
I mean, it was like three bucks, so I ended up winning like twenty something. It was like Don't plus sixteen hundred at the end. Oh yeah. yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was pretty high. Well, no, supposedly from what I remember hearing, reading some stuff, is that the odds, like drastically changed like the last like five minutes before the match because obviously something must have leaked. So, yeah, somebody got somebody put some info out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked just like everybody else in there was shocked. I was I was speechless. You know the I think I think that's a big reason why later on in the night I was really about to fight that beer boy. <laughs> I was pissed off. <laughs> fuck that beer boy. That guy was that dude was the freaking worst. I I, I, re- I was really hoping he's gonna trip and fall down the stairs of the Superdome. Oh, you remember that guy? No, well y'all were on the, like the further side from us. I was like at the far other end, yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't remember y'all yelling at the beer guy. Ugh. Fuck that guy. It takes a lot to get me riled up. The day after all that happened, I know it was a lot of stress with, you know, the beer guy in the fight and then Undertaker losing. Did you, <laughs> re- you know, release all your anger through firing people at work the next day? No, I, was, I, I remember I was on a vacation. And uh, so we went back. And so what did we do the night after WrestleMania? We went to Chris's house and we rewatched WrestleMania. <laughs> and none of us had a voice because we were all screaming the whole entire day. Just totally beaking at people that are walking down the streets. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, yeah I, when I saw y'all, we, we were, uh, I, ran, I guess I met up with y'all like around Happy's or something. I think mm-hmm. that's where we end up finding y'all. And y'all just yelling at people the whole fucking time. Oh, Anybody that, was, that walked by. That was the best. I thought that was the best part of the whole entire thing. Even better than actually being in WrestleMania was being outside at Happy's. It's like a, it's like a tailgate. But everybody even, so say if you have a wrestler and then their opponent's. It's not like an LSU-Alabama game where you're legitimately giving shit and, and don't really like the other side. Everybody's, everybody's in a great mood. You know? Yeah, everybody's in a great mood having fun. Except for anybody wearing Cena shirts. Because every time y'all somebody saw somebody in Cena shirts, y'all would yell, Cena sucks. Cena or or Daniel sucks. Bryan. We'd Daniel like Bryan. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Exactly no, what you're doing. No. <laughs> yeah, so today's SummerSlam. Is that right, Sager? That's right. Second biggest night of the year for wrestling. You said it's a Thanksgiving of the wrestling calendar. It is. If Mania is Christmas, SummerSlam's got to be Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, but the yeah. problem is you're talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas are a month apart. These are six months apart. So <laughs> All right, that's not a good So question. how about we say this is like, I don't know. I can tell. Mm, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is Labor Day and then freaking Easter's Mania. I don't know. Shanker, do you think months. anybody has a better memory for late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s Attitude Era wrestling than Sager? Not, not knowing anybody, nobody that I know personally. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there are people that are better, but I feel like my knowledge of the Attitude Era is pretty damn good. What's one of your favorite storylines from the Attitude Era? Uh, let's see, favorite storyline. Uh or just moment, something like that. I mean, favorite moment was such a big deal. It was the uh, it was in uh, Pittsburgh at King of the Ring, uh, nineteen ninety eight, Undertaker <laughs> versus Mankind, and uh, <coughs> memory. You, you know, it's it's got to be that whole entire match, the Hell in the Cell. Uh, both of them starting the match on top of the cage, and Taker throwing Mankind off, Mankind getting up and going back on top, and then getting thrown through the cell. I mean. You gotta be kidding me! What about Stone Cold with the beer truck? Uh, the beer truck was good. Uh, you know, Stone Cold was just such a good all-around character. He was good in the ring, great on the mic, and always came came up with these gimmicks that were just 
killer. You know, you, you can't find anybody. There's going to be nobody better than Stone Cold. And that's something I hate with the direction that WWE's taken nowadays is the angles that they're trying to make a lot of these current guys be like these Attitude Era guys. And it just doesn't work. You can't do that with, with it being PG. Well, who's the future superstars out there right now? Because the talent seems like kind of kind of low right now. There's not the next superstar out there. They got a good. It seems like they got a good push of new guys that are coming up. I mean, you know, Seth Rollins is going to be around for a while. He's going to be a star. They got Finn Balor, who's a stud. Uh, they they just got a bunch of young guys. You know, I think that this NXT program that they have is something great. It's minor leagues for wrestling, and uh, you know, they if they keep on building it up and getting the proper training. I think that I think there's a bright future. They just need to change. The management needs to change a lot of things. It's not necessarily the wrestlers. And I'm saying wrestlers. They're not sport entertainers. They're freaking wrestlers. <laughs> Stone, Stone Cold hates calling it uh, sports, sports entertainment. It's bullshit. What do you think about... Uh, do you think it's bullshit that they changed it from the Divas division to the women's division? No, they're still all Divas to me. I think that that whole division should go away in general. <laughs> so Call me sexist. I don't care. <laughs> So you're not about the divas. You don't you don't care about their matches. You just want to take a look at them, check out a sex tape every now and then. Exactly. I don't want to see them wrestling. They suck. They're horrible. We were talking a little bit off air before uh, we started the pod, and I was baffled that you haven't seen Trish Stratus's sex tape. Yeah, I, I haven't. Uh, okay. How long ago was it? Like, I'm when was this? I don't know. It's poor quality. So before 10K or t- 4K or 1080P came out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've just never seen it. it. You're not missing much. It's better than China's, but that ain't saying much. That ain't saying much. I've seen that one. What did you think about China? Her death, did it, uh, did it hurt you? No. When you do all those steroids and stuff like that, what do you expect? It's like the wrestler, a wrestler's lifespan is way worse than a running back in the NFL. So they die early. They had to die early. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, pretty much. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> now you, uh, you and Sh- you and Shanker went to uh, a Raw in New Orleans a couple of times, I think. Yeah, you've been twice, right? Yep. <laughs> we had some really good sign ideas. And you <laughs> and Shanker purposely bought the tickets to where you're in the camera, the camera view on TV where if you were holding the sign, we did. the viewers at home are going to watch it. What were some of those signs we came up with? Oh, well, we got some trending on Twitter. Shanker had a really good one that got taken away immediately. Uh, it was Stephanie McMahon looks like Caitlyn Jenner. This was right, <laughs> this, this was right whenever they, the Bruce Jenner, whatever the fuck you want to call that person, did that switch over, so it was pretty quickly. That one's good. Um... <clears throat> And then I had some... Uh, I had the... Uh, I told y'all to make the one that was... Uh, so it was in New Orleans. Uh, for people out of state, New Orleans is known as the Big Easy. Mm-hmm. Didn't you make one that was Stephanie McMahon? Stephanie McMahon is the Big Easy. <laughs> I think Shanker had that one. Um, <clears throat> and then I had... Uh, I had one... You, you know, you know, y'all know who Hunter Pence is? He's the... the uh, Astros? Fuck yeah. Hunter Pence. I mean, I agree. He's not good. I don't, I don't care for him. But you know how people make the signs for him? Like... Hunter Pence does this. It's just, it's yeah. just really awkward stuff. I made one with John Cena. I said, John John Cena prefers to take baths. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a good hit. That um, was pretty good. And then I made one. Uh, I'm 185 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Shout out to Macho Man. Shout out to Macho Man. Um, Rest in peace. Uh, at the time. Uh, 
Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman were a big deal, and uh, like people would always say, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? Like, he's yeah, Paul Heyman used to manage yeah. people. I made one that just said, I'm a Waffle House guy. <laughs> oh. You you had the one that's my favorite, and it uh, got a little got a little action on Twitter. Was the Todd Hoffman sucks? Yeah. So Todd Hoffman, he's uh, <coughs> he's like the main character in the show Gold Rush. And I made this one completely random for no reason whatsoever. Just Todd Hoffman sucks. And people I, I was watching on Twitter were just saying, I don't know who Todd Hoffman is, but apparently he sucks. And uh, I thought that was pretty good. Then obviously Kyle and I just straight up made ones that said our names so that people could yeah. distinguish where we were sitting at. Chris. Do you remember any good Tinder experiences that uh, young Jeremy has had? <laughs> oh, do I? Actually, during the break, we found one. And uh, this lady Sager matched with, and I do mean lady. <laughs> she, uh, Sager one night, was. let's see, I'm reading Shanker's phone right now. Looks like Sager was trying to get us to go to the slipper, but me and sh- the casino, but me and Shanker had something going on. So Sager uh, occupied his time other ways. He found this sweet little lady on Tinder, and they proceeded to sext back and forth. And he screenshotted it and sent this to Sager and I. So I want <coughs> to sent it, he sent it to himself and you. You just said Sager it. sent it to Shanker and I okay. months back. And this is a this is a woman. Let me tell you what. Let me read a little story time here. Story time with Chris. Story time with Chrissy Lynn. All right. Hey, Shanker, start the timer. Let's see how long this takes. Well, he's got my phone. Oh, okay. All right. I got my timer. All right. So this You can't use your own timer. So this is the the first message we got. Daddy, daddy, I strip you ass naked, lay you down (laughs) on the bed, cover your dick with whipped cream and suck and lick it off. Deep throating the dick while you begging to stop. I then climb on top of the dick and rub it against my clit, massaging it, uh, massaging it against it until I tease you and stick it in the hole, and take my two strokes till you say, "Mama, Daddy wants his pussy." <laughs> oh, what's the chapter two? <laughs> so, so let's get some uh, Sager reaction at this point. So Sager, as she's doing this. Is this like enticing you at all, or how, like are you about to go over there, or what's going on here? No, at this point, this chick is fucking hideous. Uh, later on in this, she sends a picture, and um, I'm just at this point, I know I'm just gonna troll this chick and say s- completely stupid stuff to send to Shanker and Chris because at this point, I'm gonna make this as funny as it can possibly get. So at th- at this point, right off the rip, you are not trying to get with this chick. No, I'm just trying to okay. fuck with her and see what I can say to her without getting all pissed off. Have you sent her a dick pic at this point? No, I've never I've never sent this chick a dick pic. Oh, okay, all right. She didn't deserve it. <laughs> Standards. All right. So Chris, go ahead into chapter two. Chapter two. I tell you, turn me over and doggy style, fuck me and suck me. Smack my ass and bite it. Ellipses, ellipses, ellipses. <laughs> then I read. Then I ride your face while your tongue fucking me long strokes until I beg for the dick. Fuck me all night until I can't take no more, Daddy. Sega responds. Yeah, I want you to tell Daddy you like that big white dick. <laughs> Say hello, Mama. 
ain't no black boy fuck you like this white dick does. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, the, while you're playing the, you just want to see what's going to happen here. That's totally believable. You've jumped right in and matched her uh, her enthusiasm pretty good there. Oh yeah. Chapter three. <laughs> Ain't no black boy fuck me like my big daddy, the white boy. Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I think before that I made her call me daddy. I said you're not gonna call me anything but daddy. Chapter four. Oh shit, little mama. Where you want that daddy come at? She responds, on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then. It's such a weird place to want come. Yeah, no shit. Like, you can't even walk to go clean it up. It's going to be all over your feet. You're just <laughs> fucked at that point. Why'd she want you to come on her feet? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Did she, like, warn you of this foot fetish beforehand? Or? No. That's what I, I was like, what the fuck is this chick's problem? Do you think she's fucking with... Any chance she's fucking with you? Because who would oh, honestly a, want oh, to yeah. come on their feet? I mean, there is a decent chance. Though. But I don't think so because she sent a... Uh, because she sent the nudie to me. Yeah, I don't so. think she was fucking... Uh, he's... You got a nude here over. Yeah, I got one of her. Pierce nipples well, and everything. Yeah, but what do you think about the angles that she sent? Because you sent a similar angle for your I dick I don't think any angle, angle would have helped her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this black chick was calling me daddy. So I don't think that she was... If she would have had an issue with it, she probably would have said, I ain't calling you daddy. Or something like that. Chapter 5. <laughs> yes, daddy, I like. You fucking turned me insane for that dick. Then I think this next response that Sager has oh, excuse me. is a uh, is is Al. I want to eat a sonic banana split out of your asshole. <laughs> That's what Sager says. Could you repeat that again, Chris? I want to eat a sonic banana split straight out of your asshole. <laughs> yeah. She responds. I want to hear what sounds my pussy make when Daddy Dick pushing inside. When you're about to nut, I clean it off, and you stick it in my mouth again. If I don't do it how you like it, throw daddy dick deep in my mouth, and I gag on it. <laughs> Sega responds, your punishment is my pleasure. <laughs> so are you, because I saw the picture, so and you were FaceTiming her. Are you FaceTime her during this, or that just was later? This was like probably bef I don't remember if it was before or after. I can't remember. But so this let's let me explain, or you want to explain to the audience how the picture is? Oh no no no! I, I definitely want your description. So so so, that, so that the audience can s kind of have an understanding what the picture is. This chick has she's a black chick, and she has she's not fat, but she's. A little bit on the chunkier side. She has big, nasty titties, and they're pierced. She has tattoos all over the place. Prison tattoos, looks like. Prison tats, yeah. So I'm outside, and I'm smoking a cigarette, and she takes, she snap, she's doing the FaceTime thing, and of course I do a screenshot of during course. all of it. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? I did a screenshot, and 
so that the picture was just too perfect not to share. So that's whenever I sent it to Chris and Shanker, and it was a big hit. <laughs> big hit. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it, especially the face you're making with your cigarette in the background. <laughs> Good stuff. You're, you're definitely not pleased. It's just kind of... Her, <laughs> lay, her laying in this filthy tub, pierced nipples, prison tats, and you just, this up the upper right-hand corner, you know what a FaceTime looks like. Big grin, cigarette hanging out. And it's nighttime, so you can see the ember burning on your cigarette, <laughs> much like the love you two shared. Exactly. So much passion. So much passion. That's All right. Was that the was that the climax of the story, or is there more? Yeah, that was that was all the messages y'all sent. Did you message her anymore? Or? I might have, but I yeah, nothing worth had. it. Okay. So before we wrap this up, I think everybody's got a little shit on them so far, but Shanker's been relatively clean. You got any stories that potentially could throw some shit on the Shanker right now? Yeah, I got I got one story. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I have a few, but one that just sticks out. <clears throat> so we were at uh, Hooters one night with one of my buddies, with me, Shanker, one of our other buddies, and uh, our other friend was just really good at <clears throat> macking on these Hooters chicks. And you know, everybody always hits on them and blah blah blah. Oh, they do it just for a tip, obviously. But this dude actually got them, got some of them to say, "All right, we're gonna come over to your house afterwards." and we're going to drink and we're just going to hang out. So what, right. Now, which Hooters is this? Is this uh, Hooters Slidell? Oh, okay. Classy establishment. Classy, yeah, very classy. And uh, so we all go to our buddy's place and we get there before the Hooters chicks because they need to, <clears throat> you know, they need to finish up at their job and they probably need to go check on their kids uh, beforehand <laughs> before they go out. They to did have drunk. kids. Oh yeah, I won't get there. And uh, what was it? Two of them came over. There was two of them. They and they were not going to go check up on their kids. Well, they could they have. Were just you know, their shift. Anyway, so <coughs> did you expect them to come over in their work uniform, Kyle? Was it? Would no, they didn't show up in the work uniform. No, though. they did. They were. They showed up in their did work they? uniforms, but they had. They were wearing like a pullover over it. Uh, but they still had the orange shorts. Yeah, they still had the <laughs> orange okay. shorts. See, that's the best part of it. I mm-hmm. mean. Anyway, so uh, we get there before the Hooters checks. And on the ride over there, Shanker and our other buddies like, man, I need to go rub one out. We're gonna, we're gonna get with these shit. We're gonna fuck them later on after this. After we get them drunk, blah 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 blah. So the rubbing one out beforehand, just to make sure you don't shoot quick. I get make sure you get a good long, yeah. you know, fuck style. Make sure you slow fuck them. Make sure you can slow fuck them bitches. So uh, <clears throat> I go outside to smoke a cigarette, of course, because I, I think I, I was still with my ex at the time uh, and I didn't care anyways but uh, they were all pumped up about possibly getting some ass so they come over the Hooters chicks come over and we sit there and we're drinking playing we're playing Captain Dickhead yep I think Captain Dickhead. and uh, the whole time I was making them say uh, well I was Captain Dickhead I kept on they had to say to me I'm sorry Reverend <laughs> I made them call me the Reverend the whole time and uh, one of them actually left at a reasonable time <coughs> Yeah, one of them left at like three thirty. Yeah, and it was just one of them. It's that reasonable, there. okay, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what? Like, did you and Deluca? I'm sorry, your friend. Uh, <laughs> did y'all, well, yeah, leave yeah, the bag out now. Out of the bag. Did Did y'all um decide who was getting which one, or did y'all just 
Y'all didn't discuss it beforehand? Did y'all have a plan going in? It was just kind of luck of the draw. Whichever one would pick either of us would be the one that we would get So with. It, it was like uh, Fado Doe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it was like. So then, No, this Fado Doe's not right. That's just a party. Sadie Hawkins is what I tried yeah, to Yeah, yeah Sadie Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, so then, uh, you know, we show up to DeLuca's place, and they get there. We play drinking games for four hours or so. Yeah. So then one of them, the trashier, more ghetto one, left around like 3 a.m. What made her trashy and more ghetto? Uh, the, the prison tattoos, prison tats, yeah. the uh, accent, the bad teeth. The accent. When well, you say accent, you're like, I'm picturing like a Shalmatian accent here. This is like a... Um, Shalmet Wigger accent. Yeah, like a Wigger accent. A good, way to, a good, a good <laughs> way to describe it. So then, uh, you know, we're playing and we're trying to basically get these girls to do crazy things and so the the opener to that would be we want y'all to play in y'all's hooters uniforms and then they shot that down immediately so then i realized that nothing's really going to happen here but eventually we convinced her to play captain dickhead in her hooters uniform and mm-hmm. and that was all that all that she did so then uh, then once they got into their she got into her hooters uniform we started seeing her tattoos and we're asking about her tattoos, and we found out that both of these girls, in separate occasions, got tattoos on a kitchen sink <laughs> yeah. from like a, a tattoo artist that you just call to come over to your house, and then he tattoos you. <laughs> I forgot what? about this. Yeah. I forgot about that. Good call. With so that. This, that this one, one of them, the trashier one, had like a real a bad like Florida Lee on her hip, and it was like the lines all dotted and not straight, obviously. The other one had Carl. Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> with, a K, with a K or a C? Because it was Carl Hinton's baby mama. That's who it was. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Carl Hinton's baby mama. I, I keep one. It's not, you're not talking about Rachel Smith, right? No. No, I think she, this girl's younger than us, and she went to North Shore, but I didn't know her in high school. Okay. I didn't know Carl in high school either, but I know I didn't think he is. went to our high school. I thought he left after junior. I thought he left after junior high. Let's anyway, I think I think girls. once Steve Dice got the better of him, he just, <laughs> he just left. Yeah, so then they showed off their tattoos, and uh, we hung out drinking till you know probably about five a.m. And they, you know, nobody's any signs of slowing down, even though the sun's starting to come up. And then Carl Hinton's baby mama says, "Well, I gotta go now. I gotta go pick up my son <laughs> from yeah. my mom's house and take him to daycare." What time was this at? About five. It's about five, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great mother, great mother. Did a good job. That's good. So yeah, that Hooters party was actually, it's actually funner. It it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's not sounding like it was much fun right now because no one's hooking up right now. There's three dudes. I'm having a blast. One lone Hooter left. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was having a blast because I knew that those who were really into it, and I was in a relationship at the time, so I wasn't trying to get any. You just wanted to watch. I just wanted to. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. He's in the couple, There's nothing that I get more pleasure in the world than seeing Shanker fail. <laughs> <laughs> you must be one pleasure guy. <laughs> so it ended up just being uh, you and Sh- you and uh, your friend jerking off in the bathroom. <laughs> that's together. that's, that's <laughs> not, yeah, so not not together, separate <laughs> bathrooms. It's a, three, a three bedroom house. So what what did, what did you do to get material ready for this? You just went ahead and brought, like, is this your place? So you brought your laptop in there and started oh, cranking is, one off? Or is this like you just went with images? or 
This bank is, bank? It's DeLuca's, uh, DeLuca's house. So you just go in the bathroom and, you know, you got your iPhone and Wi-Fi. He, he, he was busy thinking about how her pussy might smell like some fried chicken from Hooters. You know how restaurant smell sticks around? Man, do you know how long it takes Chris to eat out a pussy that smelled like chicken wings? <laughs> 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 he couldn't even eat 12 over here in an, under an hour. I don't know. Dude has something. He must like that smell of that. All of his ex-girlfriends are from Coop. That's why he loves that place so much. What kind of condoms did y'all buy when y'all went to the store to get ready for the Hooters girls coming over? I think DeLuca already had some. Because <coughs> we didn't buy any. Because we definitely know that we needed them. Oh, I thought we probably bought some. Or maybe DeLuca bought some of the gas stations. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember us stopping anywhere. We didn't need them. Rough Rider? <laughs> maybe. It wasn't no Magnums. <laughs> what's, your, what's your preference? It wasn't no Magnums, that's for sure. Fucking Fire and Ice Trojan, J-Bone's favorite. Is that J- <laughs> that is if you listen to the podcast, he's go, I pull out something. You don't want to come out with something lame like some Fire and Ice Trojan. <laughs> a new sponsor coming to the pod is Honey Island Hives Honey, a brand new honey company out of Slidell, Louisiana. They have some real fantastic products. Just look them. Check them out, guys. Uh, oh, Shanker, I can't believe you brought some for us to taste. That's so great, man. These, these go so well with these <laughs> wings Chris was eating. They're a little honey, honey barbecue-esque. The, the honey flow is dried up right now. You know, we're, we're a new company in your first year with your, uh, your hives. He's in the red. You don't, you don't get so much. <laughs> well, of course, your first year you start off in the red, but, you know, we don't have so much honey to give away right now. We also, we're not labeling yet, so I don't want to give away any product to any other professionals unless it has the label on it. You know, I don't see. You, so, gave, you, you gave us, you gave my uh, family some honey recently and there's no label on it. how do we know what kind of what other kind of additives are put in there yeah is, is your honey gluten-free yeah it it is gluten-free and that's see there's a difference between a professional contact and an unprofessional contact the talking small podcast is professional contact so i'm <laughs> agreed to give them you know honey with a label on it and be legal about it because there is legal stipulations that go onto a label mm-hmm. a lot of you know most people don't know about it you better Join your local beekeeping society. <laughs> out. You know, I'm just curious. Have y'all reported that the fact that y'all are growing these bees, y'all are raising these bees, your pet bees? Have y'all said this to the insect company yet? Not yet. We I really seen. hope that the big old thing of mosquito spray kills every single one of those well, bees. Mosquito spray does kill bees, but mosquito spray is a it kills by contact, and mosquito sprayers spray at night and at nighttime. All the bees go inside the hive, so they're protected. So, <laughs> this is great. We should do a Shanker bee pod. Also, you know, uh, you can call and request that they not spray by your house because you're a beekeeper. Shanker. And we do plan on doing that, just as a precaution. Yeah, they plan on doing that once all the bees die. Shanker, y'all harvested recently. Didn't your dad want to... Didn't he have some tactic to start make the money go the the, bee, the honey go a little further and earn a better profit? Yeah, my dad's always trying to find a way, you know, stretch a dollar, make a buck. So he had the idea that we should uh, go to Walmart and buy some cheap honey from Walmart, great value honey, and cut our honey with that honey. <laughs> to, uh, you know, so we could bring in a greater profit, and probably all you idiot consumers wouldn't know. <laughs> no, no, no. We need 100% shanker so, honey. But that is not how we do things at Honey Island Hives. I just want to <laughs> reiterate that. Also, 
all, our, all of our bees are free range bees. <laughs> They're rescue bees, and all of our hives, we use nothing rescued but reclaimed bee. wood. So we're 100 What the fuck natural. is rescue bees? This is like somebody calls and has a bee infestation, and they come and they take them away and bring them to your house? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, hey, bee, li- bee lives matter. Yeah, Just so remember that. Recently, uh, at the Vogachita <laughs> Wildlife Management Area, uh, <laughs> it was brought to our attention at the beekeeping meeting that there was. So they at the Bogachita. Fucking beekeeping meeting. What the fuck do you wear to a beekeeping meeting? <laughs> whatever, whatever you want. It's mostly old people. They wear their fucking bee suits. My mom. I'm picturing uh, a lot of the members being old men. Do <laughs> you know how old men love to have sh- shirts with pockets and they love like, they have like a notepad and pens shoved? Oh, in I wear those every day for work. Not only are they good for that, but you can put your cigarettes in there too. There's there's a couple. So the leader of the beekeeping society, uh, the leader, yeah, <laughs> the queen, as you may say. Big shot, big shout out to Julian. Uh, he wears a hat with buttons on it that have bees on it. There's like a lot of old men that wear buttons. What a fucking cheese dick. So pennants, pennants, not buttons, pennants. So what is this like sting therapy I saw going down? Uh, I saw like you getting bee stung on purpose. No, that was that was my mom. So it's a it's a Eastern medicine kind of thing that you do for arthritis. So the idea behind it is, you know, arthritis is like it has to do with inflammation in your knee and your joints or whatever. So when you get stung by a bee, it creates inflammation in your skin. And then your body sends anti-inflammatory whatever to your knee, you know, to wherever that section's at. So then the idea is that whatever your body sends to help that also helps your arthritis. Whether it works or not, I don't know. But it's just fun to sting people with bees. (laughs) The more you know, bees. The healers. Be more. All right. Well, thanks, Shanker. I, I can't wait to taste some of your honey. Um, no, 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 Bruno. We also make uh, uh, lip balm too. Beeswax lip balm. <laughs> you guys gonna make any mead? We can. I can. Yeah, I can make some mead. I'd love to drink some. I think Chef Pringles would uh, would be a little upset if we didn't do a big shout out to who he's pushing the button for, pulling that lever in November. Smokey Bourgeois, Mayor President for Baton Rouge candidate. Also, vote Randy Fandy. Vote Randy Fandy. Slidell Police Chief. I saw he got a big endorsement uh, the other day. Yeah, it was like the Club for Good Government or something. Yeah. 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 Association for Good Government. <coughs> That's yeah. Right. It's a That's big good. thing. I saw a big smiling picture. So, vote Randy Fandle. November 8th. Vote Randy Fandle. Chris, could you please do it in your accent that I enjoy so much? Uh, yeah, vote, vote Randy Fandy, goddammit. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Thanks for joining us on the pod. If you got any questions, you can always hit uh, Sager up on Twitter at S A G E R one B one nine. Is that right? That's right. Or you can hit him up at his Yahoo address, SagerPimp six nine two thousand three at yahoo.com. That's correct. That's a real email address. You may see him at your neighborhood Waffle House in the Greater New Orleans area. Yeah, I, I want to give uh, one quick shout out if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, uh, this guy Darquez Lay out of uh, New Orleans. Uh, you know he's a guy. He's just he's misunderstood. Uh, he's been through a lot, a lot of poverty, uh, especially Where'd you this meet time. this guy? Uh, actually, it's funny. I grew up with him down the street, um, and uh, you know he he moved out to Texas for a little while, and then he moved back to uh, New Orleans probably about five six years ago, 
And, um, you know, he's been having a tough time adjusting. Uh, a lot of this police brutality stuff is getting to him. And uh, he's just a misunderstood guy. And um, he's he's really a good person. And, you know, I just wanted to give him a shout-out. I told him I would. Uh, so you can find him uh, on, I believe he's on Instagram, uh, Darkez Lay. And um, he looks forward to hearing from him. How do, you, how do you spell that? Is it D-A-R-Q-U-E-Z-L-A-Y? Darkwez Lay? Underscore. Underscore. Uh, underscore, correct, yeah. Darkwez underscore Lay. Yeah. I think he follows the pod on Instagram. Yeah, well, I, I told him that I was going to be on the pod, so good, good. I think that I didn't know he, who that was. So, so I think I got one more. Uh, good. So, so from the sounds of it, it, seems like I got one more listener than Shanker did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that note, is everybody good? We all ready to go? SummerSlam starts in five minutes. Oh, Absolutely. Shit. SummerSlam in three minutes, according to my wife. Oh right. shit! Let's yep. get it. Let's go. Let's get it. Later. Cena sucks. <laughs>